Welcome to Finding Serenity in the Midst of Chaos podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tulai Masi, and I help high-achieving professional women move from overwhelmed people-pleasers to finding their balance, purpose, and meaning in life. This podcast is a series of transformational radio interviews with my friend 007 Ian Fleming about life's everyday challenges. We dive into so many life topics and I give profound examples of how I overcame some of these challenges to find inner peace, joy and serenity despite the changing and chaotic circumstances. As you listen more and more, you will find the useful tips and tools you can apply and embody right now so that you too can find inner peace from the inside out, no matter what your circumstances are. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Chulai. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hello, Ian. I'm very well, thank you. As you can see, I'm uh, at the time of this recording, I'm not in my studio. What? Where are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm in the, I'm in a town called Bicester, which is okay. um, in sort of um, South Oxfordshire or Mid Oxfordshire. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've just come out to do a bit of essential shopping for uh, for my mother-in-law, and um, yeah, I'm just in, enjoying the wonderful weather around us. I know the summer has arrived finally. <laughs> <laughs> the week that we didn't have uh, the last week of August, we're enjoying it now in the first week of September. Yeah, just as the school starts. I bet you're so happy yeah. about that, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just great. <laughs> it's just great going in. The, in uh, but you, you, you don't have to wear a school uniform anymore, do you? No, so I went in uh, shorts and T-shirt today. Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> That's that's good, yeah. So my son started secondary school yesterday, and um, even though I knew that he didn't have to wear his jumper, I sent him with his jumper, and he managed to lose it the first day. <laughs> I just left it in the hole. Great. Can you find it? Have you found it? No. <laughs> so we'll see. As the week progresses, whether he will find it or not, we'll see. Uh, have you got any year seven starting in your school this week? Um, yeah, so I actually saw... Um, a few people that I'd taught when I was doing teacher assistant at a primary school. Oh, wow. I saw some of the year sixes who are now year sevens. Oh, how cute. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet you you must be so scary for them right now. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> no. They, sh- they should be more scared of the uh, year nines and tens, I think. Is that right? Why is yeah. that? Oh, they're savage. They're savage. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I don't know what it is about those year groups, but they're just they're they're in that middle stage where they're not quite mature enough but they're mm. old they're in that old enough year that they think they sort of own the world and then they end up it's yeah it's not a good mix <laughs> that's, that's funny so actually it fits perfectly for our subject today that they're tr- pretending to be someone you know that every, everyone think they should be or you know something along those lines tell me a little bit more about this thing them pretending to be a little bit bigger than you know getting a bit big for their boots or whatever mm. the expression is yeah well i guess one thing i notice in school is um i don't know whether it's different or just whether i'm becoming a bit of an old man and i'm seeing things differently but when i when i was in year 7 i was like deadly terrified of all of the years above when i was in year <laughs> 2 i was afraid of year 6 but now you know i'll have year 7s coming up to me and you know um you know almost being physical you know they they, they oh, really wow. go way out of the depth and um you know you obviously can't you know you're more powerful than them you mm-hmm. know more than them you're more physical than them but you, you can't do anything because 
you know, they're year sevens at the yeah. end of the day. So I guess years like, you know, nine and 10, um, I guess they just have more confidence, but it's sort of a, a fake confidence, I guess. They're just mm. sort of walking around, you know, oh, I'm, I'm you know, a big hard man. I'm, you know, I can go beat this guy up and, you know. <laughs> so I guess it's a bit of that, but yeah. Fake confidence. That's interesting. Mm. So, I mean, tell me what about your confidence. Ian, we spoke about this before, what confidence is. I was talking to one of my clients today about confidence and where it comes from, but this fake confidence. So where does that come from? I don't know. I suppose. I suppose in a school environment, its status means a lot to the to the people who think it means a lot. Um, okay. And, and even the people who don't think it means a lot recognizes that there's you know there's like the popular kids, and so I guess it's a it's a rat race to, um, you know to to show you're the biggest or you're you're the best. Um, mm. uh, you know stuff like that. Okay. They just they just want to sort of climb the ladder, I guess. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I can remember, you know, back at school, really, um, you know, kids wanting to do the same, just wanting to to be top. But one of the thing, the funny things that used to happen with us on the school bus is all the big tough kids used to sit at the back seat, and that was a mark of a real tough guy to sit at the back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very interesting. To, it's the stars at the school playground. And unfortunately, as we grow older, we carry that to the workplace. Some people do carry that sort of uh, behavior, mentality, or even ways of being into, um, you know, workplaces to places that we interact with people on a daily basis. It may not, of course, come out as you you know, I'm a big guy, I can do this kind of thing in these exact words, but uh, it will come as some form of, um, dare I say, bullying. Bullying isn't something that may, it may not be that obvious, but it may be actually putting pressure on someone that isn't, um, you know, very, you know, gently over time, putting unnecessary pressure and that could class as being bullying, so which is interesting. So, I mean, why do you think that people do this? Daniel, in your eyes, um, in your observation. What, why, why people sort of... Yeah, try to be bigger than who they are and try uh, to, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's a natural thing. I think it comes down to our biology more than anything else. Um, okay. Whether, whether you talk about this a lot on your thing i don't know i haven't heard all of your previous podcasts so i'm not a, I'm oh not why a, not I'm <laughs> you not have sure. to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes i should go back and start now exactly right <laughs> episode one um but no I, I think it comes down to biology and i think it's a natural um tendency uh especially for boys and men they mm. do it's it's competition you know if you have a tribe you compete against other tribes um and i think uh I think it's it's that need to compete and it's that natural thing that I think society and, and civilization has destroyed. People don't have that natural competition. Now, we can't go around, you know, killing the weaker tribes and, and becoming more dominant of our area. You know, we have, we have to be civilized. So I think, but there's still that yearning to do something mm. like that. So we make a sort of synthetic version of it by putting other people down or bullying them. And we get that sense of achievement yeah. through that 
That's right. And when you don't necessarily have the inner inner confidence that comes from within you, that doesn't require other people's approval mm, and, yeah. uh, you know, appreciation, if you like, yeah, then yeah. you you try and get that exact same thing with by being bigger and better, perce- perceived to be bigger and better than everybody else. And that, of course, is a is a complete sign of the complete opposite that you don't have the confidence within mm. you try and overcompensate by yeah. um, putting other people down. And the other thing that can happen is that people try and overgive to people in order to get that appreciation and approval because they, they think so little of themselves. There's perhaps like two categories. One, the big category you just said about people think so much of themselves, even though they don't, but they have this kind of, uh, kind of false confidence in themselves if you like and they try and uh, overcompensate they just kind of get on top of yeah. people literally with like that and the opposite is that people have so little confidence in themselves and they think so little of themselves that they give their power away to lots of people but then having other people come and say you're really great and whatever is the thing that they are seeking for mm, yeah yeah i think i i think i might uh, you know, just tweak that. I think you were right. We, you know, you almost said it. You sort of changed um, what you were saying. I think it. I think the people who big themselves up do actually think little of themselves. Yeah, but they I do. Think, I think the difference is compared to the people who think little of themselves and look for, you know, gratification through, um, you know, thanking. I think it's they have a drive to want to be bigger, whereas the other people don't. So they. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So they, oh, yeah. very subtle, very great, mm, great difference. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, very. Oh my God, this is going to go deep again. <laughs> it's a drive to be bigger than they are. Mm. One because somebody, one of them doesn't believe that they they are because the other one thinks that they are, but they are not. They don't. Yeah. Be, they think they are, but they don't believe that they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's a subtle yeah. difference between thinking and believing. Mm. Yeah, and I think if you if you have, you know, real organic natural confidence that you you mm. truly believe in, and you think actually no, you know, I am I don't need, you know, all these random people who I'm probably not going to talk to in a year. I don't need them to be at my knees, you know, saying how wonderful I am or being mm. scared of me. Actually, I'm just confident myself. Then you don't need to bully people. You don't need to big yourself up. But you also mm. don't need to be a beggar. No, no. So it's uh, yeah. Once you get that true confidence, then I think the problems sort of go away in terms of your own behaviour. It will go away, and the thing is, how do we get that inner confidence? Mm. How do we stop asking for that approval yes. from others? How do we stop begging, as you put it, mm, for yes. other people's appreciation <laughs> and approval all the time? Ian, have you got any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I, I was just going back to the yeah to the idea of bullying and whatever, and I think that's. Um, you know what people perhaps tend to do is to project their own weaknesses onto other people mm-hmm. um so if you're telling somebody that you know they're rubbish they'll never succeed whatever you could be projecting your own fears or concerns that you have yourself inside that you don't want other people to see yeah absolutely it was just another thought really on it, the is, topic. it is true it is deviating the attention from themselves to other people but of course for those who those of us who are self-aware is exactly that the reflection of their inner world into other people uh, and the situations for sure 
Um, so, I mean, you were asking, you know, how do we get mm. the, the confidence? I think that was the question, wasn't it? How, how yeah. do you get that level of confidence when you feel that? Well, I think, you know, you've just got a one thing is know that you are in as entitled as anybody else to yeah. whatever, whether that like at the moment, I'm I'm actually sitting on a bench in a public place. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can't show you, but you know, I'm entitled to be sitting here. So is anybody else, but you know, nobody's coming kick me off the bench or anything and says you can't stand the, you know, we've mm. got to realize we are all entitled to the things, you know, to have good things in life and to be able to do good things and in, enjoy things. Yeah. Um, but we perhaps all, people see themselves yeah. as inferior to others and therefore mm. they're not entitled to, they feel that they're not entitled to the same things as anybody else. Yeah. So, you know, knowing that you are entitled and as anybody else is perhaps one of the first steps to getting that confidence. Well, yeah. I mean, knowing is a great word and believing, already knowing that we are worthy just because we are here, that that in itself is enough that we are, that we are worthy. We don't need to do anything differently. What, but you know, how do we become more confident? Is because is one of the things is that we become more competent at doing something, and the competence comes from practice. And unfortunately, practice makes do things. Practice you can practice bad things, and then also make it a habit. So constantly practicing your. Um, inner most fearful and horrible thoughts on other people <laughs> result in, result in uh, you know, things we talked about. People can, you can bully people or you can try and prove your worthiness to the world, but or you can already know that you are worthy and just be your normal self. Um, and in order to do that, you have to unlearn some bad habits that you may have gathered and uncover some of the beliefs that you may have adopted. Hmm. Yeah, I totally so, agree. Yeah, Daniel, I'm going to put you on the spot now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why, yeah. why do you think that somebody might start to believe that they are not worthy? Why might someone start to believe that they're not hmm. worthy? Um I guess if they're not achieving what they want to, maybe they don't know how to achieve it or they do, but they're not, they don't think they're capable of it or, hmm. or, or the method that they're doing that they're, they're not capable of it. But if they changed it, they might be, I guess people around them constantly putting them down, yeah, uh, that's you know, good. Might, might, might stack up to thinking, Oh, well, you know, if this, this guy said on Monday that I wasn't good enough, and this guy said on Tuesday I wasn't good enough. You know, I really must not be good enough. Therefore, um, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very simply put, it's that it is, it is, it is the you know from the moment that we are born, we 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 are starting to have these life experiences, little incidents, if you like, and then we even when our brain isn't completely developed, we start to put the two together. An event where somebody praises you for something that you've done, when you smiled or whatever, then okay, if I smile, more people will come and say um, good things to me. And perhaps when you start being, um, you know, crying, screaming, whatever, throwing a tantrum, and if you then associate that with someone not being very nice to you, then you start to believe actually, you know what, I'm not a very nice person. Um, and therefore, you just continue to uh, believe. And then once you believe 
something, which means you no longer question the thoughts that you're having about some specific occasion. You're you're taking it as read and you continue to believe. And once you believe something, uh, everything else will become evidence of what you already believe. Yeah. You know, you said yeah. at the very first time you joined us, the self-fulfilling prophecy, if you already believe that you're not worthy, you're going to find evidence externally that you're not worthy. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, as as you said before, you know, whatever you do, it will become a habit. I think practice never makes perfect. Practice makes permanent. So if, yeah. you, pra- so if you practice it perfectly, <laughs> then it will. Yeah. But um, it's, I, I guess we're i guess we're a bit like dogs in, in that sense um mm. you know like pavlov's dogs you know yeah. you, you, we just associate sing, uh, things with their effect so um i even had a, a it's my first day back at school today and uh the, we had an assembly in the morning and one of the things was that you know we should do good work but then we should then have reward for it or we should go get positive feedback so what they were trying to get us to do was do a good piece of work and then afterwards instead of just saying thanks miss see you tomorrow actually saying actually what do you think of this work you know is it good uh-huh. how could i improve and then getting positive feedback and making yourself feel good for doing that work okay so yeah it's uh and then you do it again mm. or you can also learn to reward yourself for the good mm. work that yes. you've done yes yeah uh, and I mean, that's, you know, that's what the school environment is, you know, or even workplace. You want to be heard. You want to be approved. You want people to see and notice that you've done good work. Yeah. But uh, our ultimate aim in order to have the inner peace that we are seeking for is to have that internal mechanism of great positive feedback for ourselves as opposed to the self-sabotage you see he said it wasn't great he said i missed out on this and therefore i'm not good enough because you could easily get into the bad habit but the good thing about our brains and how habits are formed is that we can unlearn the habits that we've formed but also it's you the mechanism you explained is a very simple one and it can be applied to anything so learning good things learning things that we want to become a habit like um using positive affirmations and along with this positive behaviors that we can actually adopt new ways of being as well Mm. yeah ian you were going to say something earlier sorry yeah i was i was just thinking that you know we believe the things that we're told we've had the conversation moved on a bit from that but i was i was thinking you know if if we do, if people tell us parents older members of the family mm. friends whatever tell us stuff that isn't true it's it's it stays with us oh yeah you're right and actually that reminded me of something that i was going to say yes we take it as read if a teacher said you're not good at maths that's it that becomes a story that you keep telling yourself it may or may not be true and you can get better at maths. It's not like, you know, being an end all. It's not like written in your, you know, life story. You can make a new story out of it and you can be better at maths. It's just because you, on one occasion, you didn't do well doesn't mean you're not good at it and you'll never be good at it ever. But we take it as read and we just make, make that our own story. And that's how these bad habits, this is how not good enoughness can form and you said yeah the parents as parents we have a lot of responsibility to our children and 
you know, some generational stuff that we carry in ourselves, still the stories are still carrying on. And, you know, simple examples of, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, money is the all root of all evil and all these things, some of which isn't even true, but somebody interpreted it in that way. It, it was their story. It now becomes your story and carry on without even questioning. And this is good enough. This is the same thing. And again, it may be because you're comparing yourself with somebody else and that somebody else has a different life story, a different background and a different uh, context entirely and has absolutely no comparison to you whatsoever. But you are making that your story and living with that. Mm. And and I think it's easy to believe lies as well, and yeah. then it becomes the truth for you in your in your own mind, and that's kind of what we're touching on to, on on today's topic. That mm. um, you know, are we projecting the truth? Are we living the truth? You know, is it? Are we being true to ourselves, or are we just acting mm. on false things that we've grown up with, false beliefs, false things that people who should know better have told us and it you know it teaches us the importance of filling our minds with good things you've said in the past July you haven't watched the news for so many years mm. and you know you don't want to fill your mind with negative things you want to be fill them with positive things to build yourself up and yeah you know I think that's great yeah and it, it's true also that you know you live this false story for such a long time you start to believe even more and that becomes your reality but it, it doesn't have to be. And it's um, so you forget who you truly are. Only when you come to another life stage where your deep seated values start to get challenged and stuff, everything changes. Uh, I think, Daniel, you said something about that earlier. You are a bit gr more, you know, wiser than the year 10s and you're getting a bit more grown up and stuff. You're starting to see things for what they are or what they are not anymore. Mm. Um, so you're becoming a lot more aware. And as you become even more aware, as you grow up, as you get older, then, you know, with every life stage, we become more aware of different things that we've never even thought existed before. Yeah. That's when we start to challenge the status quo, as, as it were, and, you know, try and wonder. And, um, you know, when you actually not feel good in yourself there is a reason for that it's because some of your values are started to be challenged and if any of our listeners are not feeling qu quite great about where they are in life and searching for something that is different to where they are right now that is an indication in itself that the start of the change in itself yeah i mean that's... just like your story was right mm, yeah yeah i think if you if you're not happy, move, you know, I, I think, um, as a, a saying, I was going to say famous saying, uh, maybe it's not, maybe it is, I don't know, but, um, I think it was one or even two of my teachers said it to me and it was, um, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Yeah. Exactly and I think that, 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 that really rings with me. You know, I mm. always did what I've always done and that was not doing any work. So I always got bad <laughs> grades and, you know, <laughs> When I changed that, my my grades changed. It wasn't magic. It wasn't some <laughs> summoning. It was, you know, it was through actual change. So, yeah, I think for the listeners who aren't feeling, you know, happy with themselves or happy where they are, try try changing something. Change, mm. you know, the way you get up in the morning. Change the way you go to sleep. Uh, you know that that heavily affects how you feel through that throughout the day. Change, 
Mm. Look at your diet, explore different diets. If one works for you and, you know, maybe it's the worst diet in the world, but if it's making you feel great and you're healthy and then good for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because, <laughs> but most of us also, as we grow older, we get a lot more committed to our struggles and our comfort zone and our, our uh, circumstances as we call, as I call them. And we get more committed to our circumstances and, as you said, my coach says that um, if you if you act from your circumstances, you're going to repeat your circumstances. Simple as that. You know, I will do it when never works because when never comes, there is always going to be somebody else, something else that's going to come in the way. And if you take the leap on what you want right now and take a different action, the result will almost going to be very different. Almost certainly, it's going to be different. So talking of doing what we uh, always do, I'm afraid I'm going to have to do what I always do and say I'm afraid time <laughs> is up for uh, this particular episode today. Yes. So um, unless there's any more closing comments, um, then. Yeah, no, I think it's it's good to leave it at that because you, we could go on for another hour. <laughs> yeah, we could. I guess, we can talk um, about these. Yeah, yeah, do you want to just sort of um, rattle off, I don't know, the three key points? So. I guess the three key points are is that we are already worthy. We are just good enough, good enough because we are already here. And uh, trying to get somebody else's approval to feel good enough is is a is the wrong strategy because there is there is always going to be people who is not going to like you, is not going to approve of what you like or whatever. So just have that thin, as opposed to seeking it from the outside. And I guess, as we said just prior to Ian um, closing this off, is to say if we act from our circumstances, we continue to repeat our circumstances. So if we are seeking some change, we need to do something different. We need to be someone different. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I okay, think that sums up very well. Yeah. I think so. So, July, Daniel, thanks very much. And we'll talk again next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this entire podcast. If you're the kind of person who would like to help others, then share this with your friends, family and colleagues, because if you found value, they will too. So please share via all your social media channels. If you want transformational content like this daily, follow me on LinkedIn by just searching for my name. Finally, I do have a personal request. I truly believe that we are all here to help others and to grow and evolve ourselves. Together, you and I, let's help more people. If you would please leave a good review on iTunes, I would be so grateful. And with your help, we can transform more lives together. Thank you for listening.